Is your business looking to get involved in the community? The Aspley Hornets Footy Club is currently in the middle of its sponsorship drive. Back Yourself Fitness has been an ongoing sponsor of the club and will continue through 2020. It's a very rewarding process that gives back to a footy at a grassroots level, helping getting junior players through their representative years. Get around the Aspley Hornets and if you have any questions, get in contact with the club and ask to speak to Matt about sponsorship packages. This podcast is sponsored by Active Stride. Active Stride has been a long-time sponsor of Back Yourself Fitness, providing in support, giveaways and prizes for all of our challenges so far. They are a local sports electronics company focused on providing expert advice and quality products. From sports watches to heart rate monitors, accessories to Bluetooth headphones, Active Stride has you covered no matter what your fitness level or lifestyle. Today, Active Stride would like to offer 10% off all Aftershocks Bluetooth headphones. These new bone conductive headphones allow you to listen to your music whilst being fully immersed in your surroundings, whether you're running, working out at the gym, or cycling out on the roads. These headphones give you the music you're after whilst providing a comfortable fit and great battery life. Use the code BACKYOURSELF at activestride.com.au to get 10% off these Aftershock headphones. That's code BACKYOURSELF at activestride.com.au. guys, Matt from Back Yourself Fitness here and welcome to another episode of the Back Yourself Podcast. Uh, as I'm recording this, we are in the back end of the year for 2019, uh, currently in the middle of November or Movember, as you uh, may have seen either myself or Sam growing our, I won't call them mustaches, but attempts at mustaches. Uh, every dollar we raise for Movember, I'll be doing a burpee for and Sam will be doing a push-up for. So I will put the link to donate in the uh, episode description. Um, every dollar counts, obviously. Uh, we'll be filming our attempts so you get to see the pain, but please donate. Uh, the burpees and push-ups will start in the last week of November. So 30th of November is a Saturday, so we'll aim to have everything done by then. And I know there's a couple of people who are going to throw in cash last minute to make those last couple of days super fun for us. But yeah, it is a great cause and we wouldn't be putting ourselves through it if we uh, weren't fully behind the cause. Um, today's episode, it is just me talking. Uh, before I actually get into today's episode, if you haven't listened to the previous episode with Joe from Hit Station G-Bung, great chat, great dude, Joe, got along with him really well. Um, the owner or co-owner, I should say, of, like I said, Hit Station G-Bung. Uh, Hit Station is the uh, a group fitness uh, studio, uh, very like-minded to both myself and Sam, um, very invested in all his clients doing well, and it was cool hearing uh, the, the, how the, the hows, really, like how it got built, how they got to where they are. The struggles, yes, but persevering and getting through the struggles and how you have to deal with mental health and the stress and pressure and throw being a new parent on top of that. Um, it, yeah, it was a really uh, honest and open chat. So if you haven't had a listen yet, jump back and listen to the previous episode. Today's episode is going to talk about the end of the year. So what do I mean by that? The end of the year. And the, a saying that gets thrown around um, a lot is, it's just that time of year. It's that time of year where I just need a break, um, that time of year. And I I was um, not hesitant, but I was always reluctant in using that as an excuse for anything or, you know, thinking that that was a real thing, like, oh, it's just that time of year. But 
the more uh, the back yourself fitness business side of thing grows and things like doing this podcast or running challenges or whatever, the more more plates that we have spinning, you definitely notice a toll that it takes come the back end of the year. So what I've done is I've actually split this little chat that I'm going to have um, into two parts. So I'm going to look at the end of the year in general, but also going to tie in fitness challenges finishing as well. So it's around this time of year that fitness challenges are wrapping up. Um, you know, the, every gym, every PT is doing a fitness challenge and it all finishes around this time, you know, November, start of December. Um, so I'm going to tie that in in the second half of the chat as well. Um, I'm basing this um, purely on what I've seen. So when, uh, you know, talking to my clients, because we are a very one-on-one environment, so we get to have that conversation with our clients, um, but also what I've experienced myself. And um, yeah, so there isn't any research on studies or anything like that. It's like, this is a thing. I've seen it. I've experienced it. So um, yeah, that's why I'm uh, having a bit of a chat and I'm sure there's a lot of people can that can relate to uh, some of the stuff I'm going to be going through. Um, cool. Let's rip in. Hey, uh, it's around this time of year. Uh, we all have one eye on uh, on the Christmas break because we all need it. Um, everyone runs out of steam towards the back end of the year. You know, whether we like to admit it or not, um, you know, you get those some, some people out there a little bit, no, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. Um, but on the inside, they know they're under the pump and they're stressed and they're tired. Um so it's totally fine, first of all, to say that you're a little bit flat. No one's going to judge you any differently. Um, but I want to know, like the questions I'm kind of asking myself is, why is this the case? Why do we run out of steam towards the back end of the year? Why do we feel these extra pressures, extra stresses come the back end of the year? Um, you know, is it because we know there's a break coming, so we've got one eye on the break, and it's like that holiday feeling. If you book a holiday, you just you realize how much you need a holiday. You're like, oh, I just want it to be today. When you know there's a break coming, it's like, oh, I just, oh, I just want to be on break now. So is, is that the case why everyone fatigues a little bit more because they kind of surrender to the fact that, oh, yes, I am actually tired? Is it because work pressures and deadlines are increasing? Um, for myself, obviously, an increased pressure that we put on ourselves is the challenge at the back end of the year. Um, but I see it and hear it a lot from my clients too that it's it's like bosses realize, oh shit, the year is finishing. Hey, everyone, we need this done today. So whether it's meeting deadlines or there is increased deadlines or whatever the case may be, that could be a factor why we're a little bit tired as well. Um, is it because you've just been busting your ass all year? Have you been uh, head down, ass up, work, 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 you know, working five days a week, working six days a week, pretty regularly, just just cooking yourself. And then, you know, there's the, there's the finish line in sight and you start to realize how tired you actually are. Um, is it you, you finished a fitness challenge? And there we are. We've already started tying it in. Fitness to ch- uh, finished a fitness challenge that wraps up towards the end of the year. So what happens in the fitness challenge? Um, I'm going to touch on it a little bit more in the second half, but we can all agree that we increase the stress on our body, be it extra training or mindful of food, or you just you start to put extra pressures on yourself. Is it because, you know, is your stress and fatigue to do with 
the fact that your kid's school is wrapping up. So there's things like special assemblies or um, concerts or graduations or the fact that you know your kids are going to be home for six weeks, seven weeks, whatever the school holidays is. Is your is your kid finishing school completely? Like, have you got the stress of worrying about, you know, what's what's going to be next for my my kid? Or is it just, like I said, the fact that there is more... Um, more things in the diary come the end of the year into do, uh, to do with your, your children's school. Is it a combination of everything? Or is it just Christmas itself? Are you starting to freak out about Christmas coming? Um, and then obviously we'll get into the increased stresses that go along with that. Uh, I think we can all agree that Christmas is a high stress time. Um, so when I say Christmas, what I'm, what I mean is end of November through to, I guess, January, realistically. Um, so when I, whenever I reference Christmas time, that's what I'm referring to. That kind of break, we'll call it start of December through to Jan. So just call it December. So black and white, we have low energy, low motivation leading into a high stress time. Now, some of these things are out of our control, but what you can control is how you treat yourself. So you can't really control work deadlines if they get dropped on you, you can't control, um, you know, you've got to be at your kid's school performance for whatever. You, you can't really control um, you know, th- those outside factors. But what you can control is how you treat yourself in the lead up to the break and how much time you're going to invest in yourself slash how much time you have been investing in yourself. Now, this is something that I've been really wanting to drive home with people, um, both through the podcast and uh, in their PT sessions or group or challenge or whatever, um, you've got to invest in yourself. Every good meal you have is an investment in yourself. Every time you train is an investment in yourself. Every time you stretch or practice mindfulness, that's an investment in yourself. The more, excuse me, the more positive investments like that we can make into ourselves, the healthier you're going to be mentally and physically. Um, Let's just look at Christmas for a sec. Christmas is a high calorie intake and high booze intake time. That's just life. And totally cool. Like, I'm not going to say don't enjoy yourself because that's ridiculous. You know, it's Christmas. It's, you, it's the holidays. Do what you got to do. What I'm saying is, will that positively affect how we feel? Maybe. It might positively affect how you feel for those moments, but... Uh, when you're enjoying that food and drink extravaganza, extravaganza, you might be enjoy, might be enjoying it, but will it positively positively can't speak positively affect you in the coming days and weeks after that? So if you have a blowout day on Christmas, you can be like, yeah, that was really great, really enjoyed it. Um, you know, eating all that food and having those drinks made me feel really good. But come the first week of Jan, is that? feeling still going to be there or is it a very fleeting moment you know what I mean Um, so before I keep going with anything bit of a disclaimer by no way am I saying restrict yourself over the Christmas break live your life do what you do it's it's fine what I'm saying is overindulging will not affect how you feel in a positive way when you come back to work or uni or whatever it is and people ask, oh, what did you get up to over Christmas? And you're going to say, oh, I ate and drank too much. Everyone, you know, you'll have a chuckle, but if you think about it, it's, it is that all you did over the Christmas break? Um, 
I keep using the word Christmas break, and that's what it is. It's actually a break from work. You actually get a mandatory, if you're lucky, mandatory break from work. One of the biggest stresses in your life is on hold. Use this time to recharge positive activities for yourself. Now, I'm going to go through some examples of that at the end, but it's the little simple things that get neglected and we're so focused on, oh, Christmas Day is coming, or what are you getting the kids, and how's money looking, and blah, da, da, da. like, you, you've got one of the biggest stresses in your life day-to-day taken off your plate, which is work, so that should make life a little bit easier, yet we still find a way to stress and freak out about that time of year. Uh, for people who use the old, oh, I just don't have any time excuse when it comes to stretching, seeing a physio, getting a massage, seeing a chiro. Uh, Well, guess what? You're actually on a break now. So what's your excuse if you don't get those things done? Oh, it was just Christmas. And oh, you know, with everything that was going on, well, you keep making those excuses, you're never going to get it done. So you've got to want to invest in yourself, want to invest in yourself. If you're not willing to do it, if you're happy complaining about it, fine. It's not going to fix your problems though, is it? And when I say problems, your niggles, your aches, your pains, it's not going to fix any of that. So I hope you're ready to complain about it for the rest of your life if you don't want to go and get it seen to. Uh, during your Christmas break, you're going to stress over things like relatives coming, uh, coming over for lunches, dinners or whatever, money, actually cooking the Christmas lunches or dinner in general, presents, how to keep the kids entertained, etc., etc. But this stress will be gone by January. Come January, you will not be thinking about it at all. So there's no point in putting on this all this pressure on yourself if it only lasts two weeks. There's no need to sacrifice time from yourself to please others. Now, I know that there are some people out there who when listening to this they will they will be the organizers and that's fine um you know or the mother who wants to you know have a control over cooking all the food and stuff and that's fine um but don't overcommit yourself to it it's it's totally fine like either ask for help or be mindful of how much pressure you're putting on yourself because if you're sitting there stressing about your auntie and uncle's coming over and you've got to cook this massive extravaganza feast, then like it just turns Christmas into a super stressful day and you won't actually get to stop and enjoy what's actually going on because you'll be stuck in the kitchen. So if you're an organizer and you're trying to organize everyone to be a certain place, Yes, I understand that because I am an organizer as well, but you can't control everything. And unfortunately, if you don't let stuff go, you're going to have a shit time worrying about trying to keep everyone organized or get everyone to where they need to be. Everyone's an adult. Like, it's fine if things don't work out perfectly. Just don't overcommit yourself and put too much pressure on yourself because at the end of the day, that's what it is. All these little extra stresses that come onto our, or, you know, come onto our radars, come this time of year, they're stresses that, or pressures that we're putting on ourselves. It's no external pressure. It's what we think we need to do to please people. Um, and that's a very, very dangerous mindset to slip into because where does it stop? How much, do you, how much pressure do you put on yourself to please others? So let's move on from Christmas a little bit. I've kind of gone off on a, a touch of a tangent about Christmas itself. Um, but 
let's look at the end of the year break as a whole. The amount of people, myself included, who overbook themselves to things because they have extra time and they go, yep, I need to fill this time with, I'm going to catch up with so-and-so today. Tomorrow, we're going up the coast because we've got to do this. Um, we've got to uh, paint the walls before I go back to work. Now, I'm going back to work on that. And all of a sudden, your break is filled up and your break is gone. And if I had a dollar for every time I've heard someone say, oh, I just need a holiday from my holiday or what it like, I just need a break after having Christmas. It's like, well... That is your time to relax, so don't sacrifice it. It's very, if you don't want to do those things, like if you don't feel like doing those things, you don't have to do, there's no rules that say you need to go out and actually see everyone that, you know, all of your friends every single day, or you have to put pressure pressure on yourself to do renos or whatever, just because you've got this little time off. Once again, the biggest stress in your life, or one of the biggest stresses in your life is on hold for two weeks-ish. But now you're replacing that stress with another. It's you can feel you can fill your days with so many different tasks, but fingers snap and all of a sudden you're back at work and it's like, oh shit, what did I do for myself on that break? And you all of a sudden you've not wasted your break, but we're back to normal. All of a sudden it's like, oh, okay, I didn't actually get any of my needles seen to. I didn't invest time in myself or just spend time with the family or whatever it is that you do to try and switch off. I'm not trying to be grinchy about the whole Christmas break, but I'm trying to get across the point that you need to be mindful of how you feel and use this time to actually recharge your batteries. Uh, There's nothing stopping you from seeing people on the weekends, having a cleaning day on a Saturday in like February or or February or March. It doesn't have to be done ASAP. Now I'm a sucker for... I need things done today. And that is a very stressful mindset to put yourself in because you'll be disappointed in yourself if you don't do it. So you you got to let it go and it's fine. Like fucking listen to your body. Like that's the hardest thing. Accept how you feel and go, no, actually I am rooted. I'm going to have a lazy day today. It's fine. No, no one's going to judge you any differently, okay? If you're a tradie who's been busting their ass all year, on the tools five six days a week you just probably want to sit down before work gets hectic again come the start of the year because you know from my experience what i've heard is tradies coming into the back end of year people lose their minds and want everything done by christmas so you work harder and harder and harder if you're a mother of i don't know two three kids you're working and a nine to five job plus coming home and having to cook everyone's food and you know being the mother of the house as you as you do so when do you actually get some time for yourself? Like this is your Christmas break as well. It's not just not just I need to make sure everyone's happy over this Christmas break. So you also need to be happy. So please, please take on my advice and um, invest some time in yourself because you need to recharge your batteries. Otherwise, you will fry yourself. And speaking from experience, it's not fun when you get to that point and you've completely cooked yourself. I mentioned in a previous podcast, if something doesn't get done this second, it's okay. There will be tomorrow and the next day and the next day that you can get the you know the painting done or whatever, the, the, the vacuuming or the mopping. Like if you don't vacuum the floors today, it's fine. It'll be there tomorrow, next weekend, whatever. It's totally cool. 
Sure, it's great having a super productive day, but it's not worth pushing yourself to do it if you physically don't have the energy. Like I said, if you just need to take a day for you or time for you, do it. You need it. Everyone needs it. There's no shame in saying that. Fuck, I need a break. It's fine. And I guarantee everyone, not everyone, but most people can relate to that. It's just, fuck, I need a break. So own it. It's all good. Um, if you're already planning out your Christmas break and you know it is that time where everyone is, don't overcommit yourself. Book in time for yourself. When I say book in time for yourself, say to yourself, right, first thing I'm doing when I wake up in the morning, I'm going to get up later. That's the first thing. But I'm going to go for a walk and just put headphones in and listen to music for the first 45 minutes or half hour of your day or something. Or to go for a drive or whatever it is that relaxes you, do it. Jesus, like there, there will be so many bumps in the road, but like I said, come January, you're not going to worry, like you would have forgotten about Christmas and the present shopping and all that kind of stuff. So you got to make sure you have the energy in the tank because this is your recharge time as well. The biggest piece of advice, and this is something that uh, I will touch on again, but you need to stop and smell the roses. So if we think, about all those stressful little things that I that I mentioned. Okay, let's start with the fitness challenge. You've just completed a fitness challenge. And, you know, yes, that's the extra stress on your plate. But take some time to reflect on how you did. You know, appreciate the results that you've got. There's the first thing. If you're going to your kid's end-of-year Christmas play or performance or whatever, don't stress about getting there or, you know, when you're there or whatever – Take in that moment and just enjoy it for what it is, you know, or Christmas Day, you know, punishing yourself about getting Christmas lunch cooked or whatever, or you've got to get to your mum's place or we've got to go see your mum and go see your parents or, you know, when you're there, actually just take in those moments with your family or friends because that's what it's about. It's not about the stress involved with it. So stop and smell the roses and just enjoy the moment for what it is. Uh, it's very easy to find a negative in certain things. When you find the positive and appreciate, it just changes your whole perspective on things. So that is uh, the first little section talking about the Christmas break in general and how everyone's kind of running out of steam. And now I want to tie in uh, fitness challenges it's themselves and, and them wrapping up. And then we're going to look at just some little bits and pieces that you may not really think of that are positive investments in yourself. But that'll be towards the back end. I'm going to have a drink first. That's better. All right, so your fitness challenge is done for the end of the year. Now what? So it's the time of the year where majority of the gyms and PTs or studios or whatever have been running a fitness challenge. Totally cool, sweet. But let's think about what happens during that fitness challenge. Or I'll, I'm not going to call them fitness challenges anymore. I'm going to call them body composition challenges because that's what you know, you're know you signing up for. You're signing up to change the way you feel about yourself, change the way you look, and change your body composition. So let's think about what's happened during the challenge. You've increased your training. You're more mindful of your food. You could be restricting your calorie intake day to day. You could be cutting things from your diet completely. You could be pushing through 
aches and pains because it's quote-unquote challenge time and you need to push yourself. Bottom line is you're increasing the stress on your body. And even little things like you don't think of when you're counting calories or tracking calories or whatever, it's one extra thing you've got to do. And I understand that and I understand that people fall off the wagon, but if you stick to it, cool, but it's just one extra thing you've got to do. And I like that's stressful enough as it is if you're already busy coming into the back end of the year. I want to shoot from the hip for a sec. Um, You should be aiming for positive, sustainable changes during a body composition challenge. If you're not, I worry for you. As great as it is to say, I lost 15 kilos in 10 weeks or, you know, whatever, I have a question. The way you lost it, was that sustainable? That's the big thing that people lose sight of. And I worry worry for the people who crash diet or I'm going to train four times a day or I'm going to cut carbs or you, you, you put this unrealistic um, restriction on yourself for eight weeks, 10 weeks. But what happens after that? How are you going to go coping once that 8 or 10 or 12 weeks is up? Let's cast our mind back to the TV show, The Biggest Loser, if anyone remembers that uh, on the old, on Channel 10, I think it was. How many ex-contestants popped up in magazines or on socials having put back on the weight they'd lost on the show? Why? Because it wasn't sustainable. Sure, they got flogged training, they fully restricted their calorie intake, but once it was done, they bounced back. That rebound factor that people forget about. Positive, sustainable changes to your body should be everyone's goal. Changing your life is the goal. So changing your habits, creating new habits, that's the goal of challenges. If that isn't your goal, you're wrong and you don't understand. Sorry, that's fight me. That's 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 the way it is. I worry for people in the long run who've done massive losses during body composition challenges because yes, they have done great and their results are amazing. But like I said, what happens when the challenge is done? Are you going to sustain and maintain what you're doing? What happens when, you know, you reintroduce things that you've cut? You've stopped stopped eating carbs. What happens when you reintroduce them into your diet? What happens when you stop training four times a day? Mm, interesting. The biggest success stories I've had come out of Back Yourself Fitness are clients who've made sustainable changes to their lifestyle and been able to continue them after the challenges. Then when it comes to the challenges, they lock it down a little bit harder, but it's not a complete overhaul. So I've had guys in the challenge, girls in the challenge who have lost big numbers or, you know, increased lean muscle or all that kind of stuff. And they've, you know, we've pulled in some big numbers, but once the challenge is done, there's a little bit of a bounce back. The people who are not middle of the road, but people who are consistent, they don't fully restrict themselves. Yes, they could increase the intensity of their training or be more, more mindful of food, but they're not restricting their lifestyle. They're conscious of the decisions they're making and they're trying to actively make change and those changes can continue they haven't fully stopped eating carbs or 
cut coffee or caffeine or whatever. Like I heard the other day, and I won't mention the uh, the chain of gyms, that their fitness challenge requires them to cut caffeine. So what the fuck? Like, okay, cool, sweet. You cut caffeine for 30 days or 60 days or whatever. What happened? Like it detoxes the body, does it? And then what happens when you start drinking coffee again or you have a can of Coke or what? Like you start using pre-workouts again or, you know, it's, it's you're not going to not have that for the rest of your life. So why? Yeah, you're just doing it for that eight weeks. It doesn't make sense. Uh, the clients I was speaking about before didn't necessarily win the challenge, but they, this is going to sound cliche, they saw their results as the prize and used that as motivation to continue. Once a challenge wraps, of course, you relax what you're doing. Like you're outside of the challenge. You don't have to bunker down as hard, but relax to a certain extent. It's not a complete switch off. Switch off. I've said it earlier, live your life but it doesn't mean you have to go out and eat and drink like a dickhead because you're not in a challenge anymore. Um, I I hate, hate when people say, I can't wait for the challenge to be over so I can have insert food or drink here. It's like If you're doing that, you don't understand what the challenge is about. Sure, treat yourself, go for, like that's fine, but you, it's not... You can't just fall back into old habits, like, and you can't see. Oh, I'm just gonna have Maccas as a treat. So why is that a treat? Doesn't make any sense. Like, if you go out for dinner, to it doesn't even have to be a half decent restaurant, and you have something that you don't have to mind counting the calories on. That's that's the treat. It's not about going to Maccas and yes, I can finally have a Big Mac again. Like, doesn't make any sense. If you crash diet or cut things completely from your diet, come our Christmas break, you're going to struggle, you're going to struggle, going from one extreme to reintroducing food and drink, and then if we indulge on top of that, how are we going to go controlling, you know, the cravings that we're going to get? Because we've just cut carbs, and now we roll into Christmas, because our challenge is just finished, and there's this big potato bake, and how many serves of this potato bake am I going to have? Side note, potato bake is delicious, so go for it. Um, the the extreme of cutting something completely or fully restricting something or training four times, five times, not four, five times a day, but you know, three, four times a day. Then going into Christmas where you might completely down tools for two to three weeks on training. And that's fine, but how is your body going to cope going from one extreme to the other? If you're signing up to a challenge purely based on winning the prizes, you also don't understand what a challenge is about. I said it before, your prize is your results being positive, putting that effort into your body and investing in yourself, appreciating your results. If things have improved, your challenge has been a success. If you don't improve, reflect on what you did or did not do and highlight where you could have done it better. Either way, your results should either be motivation to keep going or a wake-up call to do better. So you can take a positive out of your results, whether they are better or didn't improve one thing i hate hearing or hate seeing and i'm sure there's some other trainers who can vouch for this as well is if we do your measurements and they improve and we're going we say to you that's great that it's improved and then the person goes oh i wanted to wanted it to be better what what do you mean you wanted it to be like these measurements are better than when you first started. That's good. That shows that what you're doing is working. So keep going. So 
appreciate the results or learn from them. And that's the big takeaway. Learn from what you do during the challenge. Respect the process. Pay attention to how much effort you actually need to put in, both in the gym and in the kitchen for you to take steps forward. And don't take it for granted. So many people I see in challenges, they could do really, really well for two weeks and be on top of everything. And then they have a blowout weekend and undo everything they've done because they've taken what they've done for granted. Respect the process and learn from it. Even if you're on light and easy or you foods or whatever, you can learn from it and go, okay, what's actually in these meals? I'm going to try and cook that myself. You can learn from those things. Learn how much effort you need to put in in the gym. Okay, when I was tracking calories, I was improving. When I wasn't tracking calories and just assumed, I was staying the same. You know, you got to learn from that. Okay, so that tells me I need to track calories if I want this to improve. Did I cut things out of my diet? No. Cool. So that tells me I can have carbs. It's fine. I can have a coffee. It's fine. Jesus. So with fitness challenges, we need to be mindful of coming to the end of a high stress time on our body, high pressure time on our body to want the best out of us, and that's fine. But what happens when it's done? It's not a license to kill. Try not to fall back into old habits. You should have learnt new ways of treating yourself. You should have picked up little tips and tricks on, oh, okay, that works. I feel good when I do that. Um, exercises that get you out of your comfort zone a little bit and you wake up and go, oh, I feel like I've done something. Pay attention to those things. Sustainable changes is our goal for challenges. If you're just going to eat three grapes every day, oh, and I lost 27 kilos. Yeah, cool, man, but that's also not sustainable. So I'll check in with you in three months and see how many of those 27 kilos are still off. So that's the fitness challenge side of things coming to an end. The big question now coming into end of fitness challenge and end of year is how can I positively invest in myself? I'm going to start with a simple one. Stop and smell the roses, like I mentioned before. Appreciate the little things. If you're just sitting there like peacefully with your partner watching TV like I do, it's just you, you just stop and appreciate that time. You feel comfortable together. There's no stresses. You don't have to worry about anything. If it's taking the dog for a walk, like just take it all in and enjoy it for what it is, you know, like don't think, oh, what have I got to do when I get home? Like you're missing the whole point. If you're spending Christmas Day in the kitchen doing all the cooking, you're not actually getting to enjoy what the day is about or spending time with family and friends and all that kind of stuff or stressing about getting from point A to point B or whatever. It's like just, it's about the little things, okay? That sounds pretty cliche, but do stop and smell the roses. Enjoy the time you spend with others. That's the next one. Enjoy that time. It's very similar to stop and smell the roses, but it's pretty simple. If you don't like someone or don't want to spend time with someone, don't spend time with them. Like if you're stressing about seeing Uncle Dave and like you don't you guys never really got along, don't talk to Uncle Dave then. You it's it's fine. Who cares? Like why sacrifice for yourself? Why like sacrifice your own little bit of happiness? to please someone else, you know what I mean? So the people you want to see, it like obviously catch up with them and enjoy that time. If there's people that you either 
honestly don't have the energy to go and see or don't really want to see, it's fine too. Like, you don't have to please everyone. It's cool. Turn your alarm off or make it later. That's one thing I'm going to do for sure. I will not be getting up at 5 o'clock or 4.30 over the Christmas break. Even if it's just an hour later, treat yourself to an hour more sleep. It's that time to recharge and sleep is a major factor in that. Overcommitting yourself to social outings isn't going to give you the recharge you need. It's okay to say no to things if you're buggered. You don't have to go out for lunch or brunch or drinks or whatever every single day of the Christmas break or the end of year break if you bug it like I said I've, I've dropped it a couple of times now that this is your time to recharge and if you're not investing that time in yourself to recharge then you're gonna be buggered come the first week of Jan when you're back at work Eating and drinking like a dickhead is not a good idea because when January rolls around you'll be rolling with it Enjoy yourself, obviously, but we got to keep moving over this Christmas break. If it's as simple as going for a walk, just go for a walk every day. You don't have to do wads every day or hit a PB every week. Just keep moving. Sitting down completely and stopping and just continually putting food and drink into the body is not going to be a good idea once it's time to get back to the real world stretch that's a simple one just bloody stretch once again if we're looking at recharges and a bit of tlc for the body stretching is something we can all can all can do at home and it costs zero dollars so throw some music on stretch it out for 10 15 a day same vein get a massage treat yourself to that massage go and get your niggles checked physio chiro fuck whatever it is get your shit seen to if you like i said earlier if you're one of those people who want to use time poor as an excuse, now is your time to get stuff seen to. Otherwise, we're going to be back in the same boat as we were at the end of the year come the start of next year. A very simple one is go to your happy place. So like I mentioned not long ago, if it is going like going to the beach, going for a drive, taking the dog for a walk, whatever it is, whatever is somewhere that's not significant but somewhere for you that you can switch off and just kind of enjoy it go there and just actually enjoy it and take it all in going to your happy place and once again recharging a little bit decompress decompress is a big one decompress can be as easy as laying on your bed for 15 minutes and just focusing on your breathing just 10 15 minute window just laying on bed laying on your bed and just Letting your body go limp and just kind of taking it all in, focusing on your breathing. It'll be you'll be surprised at how clear you feel after a process like that. In the same vein, reflect. It is the end of the year, so reflect on what you've done. Appreciate what you've done. You know, that you. If you keep looking forward, you kind of lose sight of where you've come from. So take that time. Not necessarily dwell, but take that time just to look over your shoulder and go, yeah, cool. In 2019, I did X, Y, and Z. And just reflect and think about those times that you've done or things that you've achieved or where you've come from. Be happy with what you have. If you have a roof over your head and your bills are paid and everyone's smiling, you're good. You know, 
stay in your lane is something that I, I mentioned to people. Don't compare yourself to others over Christmas. Focus on your backyard. Be happy with what you have. And be grateful for what you have. Be positive. It's very easy to find a negative in things. Positivity is key. Once you find that positive, you can appreciate it a little bit more. Plan for the stressful times in the lead up to the end of year break. If you know there are uh, stressful occasions in there, be it you are going away or people are coming over or whatever the case may be, have a bit of a plan in place so it's not a last minute, oh, fuck, what am I going to do? So a plan will help. Even if you just write it down to get it out of your head, it'll take some of that pressure off. Uh, One thing I've done is change up your training to keep it fresh. If you are a regular gym goer and you're just turning up to the gym doing the same thing, it'll get very mundane and you will learn to get over it and you'll learn to hate it. Research some new things. Try something new. Try yoga. Try Pilates. If you haven't tried CrossFit before, go do a CrossFit session. Just something different where you have to actually be engaged and learn something as opposed to just turning up and doing three sets of 10 on chest press and then three sets of 10 on pec fly or whatever. You've got to keep it fresh. Otherwise, it'll be very mundane and you'll very easily go, yeah, couldn't be bothered today. I'm, I'm not going to worry about training today or tomorrow or next week. And all of a sudden, you haven't trained for three weeks. As I wrap this podcast up, I, I know that some of the stuff in there was a little bit vent, uh, a little bit of a vent for me. And I I couldn't help that. But the main takeaways I want you to have from this podcast is appreciate the things that you've got. And if you're stressing so much over two weeks or three weeks, put it all in perspective. And I don't want to say relax, but there are ways that we can take that internal pressure off ourselves. Because at the end of the day, it's majority of that pressure that you're that's getting put on you is getting put on by yourself. There will be increased work pressures. There will be more things you need to go to or commit to, but the things that you can control, control them. You know, if you are in control of two weeks holiday, you are in control. Do what you, you want to do. There's nothing that says you have to please everyone else. This is our time to recharge at the end of the year. So please find time to recharge your batteries positively invest in ourselves. For those of you who are finishing fitness challenges, just because the challenge is done doesn't mean it's party time and yeah, I don't need to worry about anything until the next challenge. Just because the challenge is done, we should have made sustainable lifestyle changes. How have you positively been investing in your body throughout the challenge? Try and continue those things. They don't have to be to the level of what you're doing now. But you can still continue eating well and you can continue training. may not be as much, but it's not a complete down tools. Final thing I want to round out on, I've said it once, I've said it a million times in the past 40-something minutes, recharge your batteries, positively invest in yourself during this Christmas break and bloody back yourself. See you next episode.